Hi everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow intentionally in every aspect of your life. So wherever you find yourself today, this podcast will challenge you to take the next practical step towards your God-given purpose and potential. My name is Justin Doro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-host Robin Aldea. Hello to all our amazing podcast listeners on this fine day. It's a fine day because we are releasing a brand new episode of Growth Week. Hi, Pastor Jay. How are you doing? I'm feeling great, ready for today's conversation. Me too. It is going to be awesome. But just to give you a little bit of a recap before we get into today's topic, we've been speaking all about becoming the ideal team player in the first episode of this week we just broke down a little bit of what it means to be an ideal team player what it means to be in a healthy team and so if you missed that want to encourage you to go back and listen and then we said that there are four characteristics of a team player that we're going to be focusing on for the rest of this week and it's number one to be vulnerable number two to be humble number three to be hungry and number four to be smart and so in yesterday's conversation we spoke all about being vulnerable now this is basically just opening up ourselves and exposing ourselves to the possibility of maybe some you know uncertainty risk emotional exposure but also speaking about how vulnerability is so important because it's the birthplace of trust love belonging courage it's just that place where we really get to connect with others and it's a beautiful thing if done right and so again if you missed that episode we want to encourage you to go and listen to that now today's conversation is going to be good because this is something that i think most people would say oh yeah i've got this you know and (laughs) a lot of times unfortunately that's not true because this is something that's actually difficult to live out in our day-to-day lives so pastor jay why don't you introduce us to today's topic Okay, so today we're looking at the second characteristic of an ideal team player. I think I must just pause and just acknowledge uh, Patrick Linchoni, whose ideas on the ideal team player influenced our discussion, Robin, because uh, even though I haven't read his book, I have listened to some of his thoughts on this subject and they have really played a part in the construction of this content. So we don't want to seem like we are trying to reproduce his content. That's not the idea. But obviously, we are sharing with you from a place of, you know, how this has impacted us as an as an organization and in specificity as a team. But more than that, I also want to say that I haven't read the book yet. Brilliant ideas. And I would recommend him. I actually love him as a leader and just enjoy his content. So if you have read the book and you are kind of getting bits and pieces of some of the things that might just come from his book, we have just been beneficiaries of his thoughts and we want to share with you how this has impacted our lives. So today we're talking about uh, humility. Be humble is what we have entitled this episode. It's virtually impossible to be a good team player and not be humble. (laughs) You know, whenever we think of humility, it's by far 
the most obvious and easiest characteristic to observe in a in a team if somebody is not humble their contribution is always accompanied by this excessive ego and unhealthy mm-hmm. desire to be the best to be better than everybody else it's it's like competitive i want everybody to know that i am the best at what i'm doing and usually this can be seen by an unnecessary parading of your tasks your accomplishments your contributions it's always about what you have done you know sometimes you, you can be talking about something that they're not even directly involved in and all of a sudden when they open their mouth you almost get the sense like okay you are even better at this and you are not even doing it for our organization so how is it that everything that we do in an organization the moment you get involved you end up at the top of it And I think you can almost see that in that they just want the people around them. It's like, oh, sit down. You know, the 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 one is here to tell you all about, you know, how amazing I am at doing this thing. I love what CS Lewis says about yeah. humility. He says humility isn't thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. That's good. Right? And so I think there's two kinds of people that we have when it comes to pride and humility. There's the one that we just spoke about. There's like this overly arrogant person who makes everything about themselves, you know, it diminishes teamwork, yeah. doesn't really want to acknowledge anyone else in that. But then you also have the other side of it of those who lack self-confidence, you know, those who discount their own talents and contributions and then they get seen as humble but it's actually not really humble it's mm. just that they don't think much of themselves and they don't really have humility in a sense that's a sense yeah. of pride as well that's good I tend to call that false humility. Yeah. You know, when you think less of yourself, you know, if you're good at something, you're good at something. You don't have to try and say, well, I'm not good. Mm. as a way of trying to humble yourself if you're really humble you can be good at something and not make a big deal out of it then like we said the other person is like i'm good at something and i'm going to make it a big deal it's always going to be every time you mention this i want you to know that i'm good yeah. at this but acknowledging your gifts your strengths the things that you are well capable of doing that's not pride that's just simply saying i know who i am in fact the idea of true humility comes from the sense of knowing who you mm. are so i love that contribution by cs lewis because humility is not thinking less of yourself and many times people shy away from this idea of being humble because they think they have to think less of themselves that is false humility now obviously the opposite of humility is pride and i love what the bible says about pride pride repels people in fact the bible tells us that god kicked the devil out of heaven because of pride and it goes on to say in james chapter number 4 that god resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble now if the all loving god if god who is all gracious could not stand the devil because of his pride and had to kick him out of heaven imagine what a natural human team would have to do when somebody is full of pride and many times we want to kick the person off the team when you're full of pride you're not an ideal team player because it's all about you and everybody on the team wants to kick you off and when we think of god resisting the proud i've also often seen this robin on teams and maybe our team is not even an exception where you tend to avoid or resist some that comes across as 
proudful so mm. when they give you instruction you're kind of like no i'm not going to do that you almost deliberately try and work against what they tell you to do because this is what the bible says of pride god resists the proud and you give uh, grace to the humble so when you are on a team and you are humble the people around you give you grace they almost like yeah let's let's just help you let's just give you another chance because of your humility and so if we want to become better or become the ideal team player we need to make sure that we have humility I love that idea of you know God resisting the proud and and then we as his children in a sense do the same because yeah. if it's in his nature to resist prideful people then it's just something that's naturally in us you know that whether whether I think you're a Christian or not everyone is repelled by yes. someone who is full of pride and so I think that that's a really deep thing and I hadn't seen it that way before because no one likes someone who has a big head and who parades themselves around as having the answer or rather being the answer in some cases and you know humility is one of the hardest traits to develop because it actually has to start from that place of recognition that hey you are not the answer you are not always right you do not have all the answers and so i think that that's why it can be quite difficult to develop humility in some cases that's good you know a lack of humility will always cause you to overlook the significance of others that's why people start resisting you uh whenever you are full of yourself full of pride you kind of overlook everyone's contribution you think i'm the only one and i i get this idea from you know first kings chapter number 18 we know that story elijah is running away from jezebel and he's so full of pride that he starts praying a crazy prayer like god i'm the only one left everybody is not doing your will and they are seeking to kill me because i'm the only one doing your will god and then god has to respond and say oh uh, let me let me just give you a quick ego check mm. it's it's not like you're the only one who's doing the the will in fact right now you're not doing my will you're running away from a woman uh, but you're failing to see your own weaknesses because pride keeps you so focused on somebody else's weaknesses that you fail to even acknowledge your own and then god drops this bomb and actually says hey by the way you're not the only one left there are 7000 others that i have reserved so imagine from feeling like i'm the only one else and god says 7000 others are better or at least are doing the will of god and many times on a team and whether it's a work team friendship or whatever when you begin to overlook other people's contributions that's a sign that you like humility mm-hmm. you kind of start thinking that hey i'm the only one who does this i'm the only one who's calling i'm the only one who's working i'm the only one who's doing things excellently and god has a way of saying hey you're not the only mm-hmm. one you might be doing that yes but your eyes have been blinded by self that you're failing to recognize that even the seemingly insignificant contributions of the other guys are really significant for the rest of the team And I think when you become so full of pride it's like your eyesight is completely just filled with self like what you just said it almost yeah. puts a blinkers on your eyes that you cannot possibly see anyone else around you and so it's 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 really hard to remove that right that's right especially when you're in that it's like it's so hard to see the other people to see the things around you and you almost need to have that moment of god coming to you and mm. and tuning you to get you out of that funk 
That's right. You know, humility helps us to keep things in perspective. Yeah. And I remember sitting around the table as we were going through the discussions and I felt the need to keep things in perspective because at some point, you know, everybody, like we said yesterday, there's this person who clearly is not the ideal team player and they've acknowledged and we were all frustrated because of the way they were just showing up on the team. And while the rest of the conversation, I was so aware of the fact that we could make the whole growth week about this person mm. and we miss the fact that we still are a team and we all have parts to play and humility forces us to actually say hey let's consider the other side and i remember around the table while we would pick something and add on to the long list of the things that we were not happy with this particular person then quickly somebody would say oh yeah but i'm also like this and that's humility to actually say you know what while i can see that there's something that you need to work on I am not claiming to be there yet. And that was evidence of humility. And also trying to recognize, I remember there was somebody on the team who actually said, hey, in as much as we have said all these things that you're not doing, I, I want to acknowledge you for yeah. this that you were doing. Because that's when the focus is not so much on the other but being aware of the fact that, hey, I'm, I'm not the only one who's working. Even though I'm not happy with your work right now, I can still see what you've been doing. And so this is something that we need to intentionally work on and be aware of. And we need to develop it, yeah. right? So how exactly do we do that, Pastor Jay? So the first thing is let's let's acknowledge that humility is not a bad thing. You know, mm. the, these first two characteristics that we gave you, vulnerability and humility, people tend to see them as weakness. They yeah. tend to think like, now nah, who wants to be vulnerable? Who wants to be that humble? Humility, because it's usually contrasted with pride, we kind of fake it. But it's one of those things that we think if I was really humble, I would be weak. But that's a lie that we need to change. Humility is not weakness. So here's what I, I, I really believe is the key to developing humility in yourself is number one, become secure in who you are. You cannot truly be humble unless you're secure. If you join a team and you have your insecurities, you are going to overcompensate for those insecurities. And that is going to show off as pride, arrogance. When somebody gets close to an area where you are not secure, you are going to overreact. So if we really want to be humble, we have to become secure in who we are. I find this thought in Philippians chapter number two, when it says of Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. So he knew that he was equal to God. He knew that I could use my God nature to my advantage when I go to the earth. But rather, the Bible says he made himself of no reputation. He took the nature of a servant and he came in the likeness of human beings and he humbled himself. So humility comes from first knowing who you are. Yeah. Jesus really knew that, hey, I'm equal with God. You can't humble yourself lower than what you esteem of yourself. So if you think of yourself less, you're never going to humble yourself below that because that need to be secure or to be acknowledged is always going to hinder you from truly humbling yourself. And I think when it comes to this and the problem that we have with humility, especially as Christians, I think, is that we think that humility is about putting on sackcloth and ashes and, <laughs> and really just looking humble. I don't know yeah. where that comes from. Like, how do you look humble when you, 
<laughs> look miserable when you look like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah. But I think that there's this, just this confusion that has come in. You know, Jesus knew 100% who he was. Yeah. And he gave us that ability too. Like he gave us the ability to be 100% reconciled to God, mm. which should give us so much power and just confidence in knowing who we are right yeah. so we can have 100 confidence and 100 humility mm. but yet we seem to think that hey i can't be confident if i have humility and that's just kind of like a messed up way of thinking yeah that's really good robin you know while you were saying this i actually thought of being humble on a sport team, like say a soccer team, mm. a Ronaldo who knows that I'm clearly a striker, I am designed to score goals, cannot humble himself if he's trying to be a goalkeeper. Mm. You know, it's just like, I know who I am. I am a striker and I'm always going to be a striker, but I can humble myself. When somebody is uh, playing defense, I can acknowledge that, hey, they are the best defender because I know who I am. But if you don't know who you are, you're always going to be trying to be like the other person. Exactly. And then that's not going to look like And humility. there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, hey, this is who I am. Yeah. This is the best thing that I can do or the best position that I can be in and then to do that with your whole heart to do it with confidence and to not try and fit in any other place that's good so number two what else can we do to try and develop humility on a team so the second thing that we can do to develop humility is actually just a natural thing it's to find compassion for others you know when mm. we think about even this thing that um c.s lewis said you know it's not thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less we need to take the focus off of self and place it intentionally onto other people and we can do that by finding compassion for them in a sense by putting ourselves in their shoes in their position and really just figuring out hey what is going on in this person's life and one of the practical ways that you can actually do that is to spend time listening to others i don't know if you've ever seen this thing where and, and i think i've been in that position as well where i'm so full of whatever i need to do or myself that i don't even make the space to listen to other people mm. And you can see that in people that have a lot of pride. You know, they just disregard what other people have to say. Mm -hmm. But you can practice having compassion for others by listening to people intentionally. You know, a key quality of humility is to value others and to enable them to be heard. So you need to spend time listening to others, drawing out their feelings, their values, enabling them to express themselves. This is a really powerful way to start this process. And it's important to remember that you don't need to have all the answers for whatever they're trying to say to you. You don't need to solve whatever it is, but you just need to listen and respond to them as a fellow human, you yeah. know? And I love that. That's really good. And we're talking about not just listening for the sake of listening. This is like a genuine desire to hear and to understand what somebody is saying. And when you practice this, you will exercise or you will at least grow in humility. And the third thing is choosing to deliberately serve others. Like the scripture I read in Philippians, Jesus the Bible says humbled himself and he became a servant. And I like this. I saw this idea just, just while we were preparing for this, that Jesus did not lower himself to become a high priest. 
You could have said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm God, so let me just lower myself to the position of a high priest. At least I'll be, you know, respected by everybody when better I get to Better than everyone earth. else. I'll be better than <laughs> everybody else, you know? Yeah. But in, in his idea of hum, humility, the Bible says he humbled himself and he took the form, the nature of a servant. The, the Greek word actually is a bond servant, the lowest type of servant. He made himself of no reputation. A person that is like, you just tell me what you want me to do i'm gonna do that and we see this you know when he was doing life with his disciples before the crucifixion he actually humbled himself to the point that he washed their feet that was the lowest task that a servant would do you know but he chose to do that because of humility so choosing to deliberately serve others can increase your humility you know if you're on a team like a, sp- a soccer team you know that you're the best striker on a team but when you choose to say i'm not going to be selfish about this there are other two strikers on the team with me I can also allow them to shine. I can also mm-hmm. serve them so that they can have a chance yeah, to, to score on the team. So choosing to serve one another is a way of developing humility on team. And I think that we often confuse this with a posture of humility. So, you know, when we say, oh, I think especially as Christians, we love to say, oh, servant leadership, you know, we love serving others. And we think that it's a hard thing. It's not just a hard thing. Mm. Yes, it starts with getting your heart right. It's not just about the posture. It's about actual movement it's about actually doing it it requires us to act and not just be like oh yeah jesus washed the feet of the disciples and that (laughs) sounds great and we assume that we would do the same or we assume that we have that same posture of humility but it actually requires us to do something about it you know being humble on team means you do not look at any task as beneath you. Mm. We, we spoke about this around the team. And I think there was somebody who we, we were talking to in, in particular about, you know, giving them tasks and then not doing a task and then assigning it to somebody else. And I started asking, and my question right there was, hey, was that task too low for you? And so many times when we are full of pride, we cannot accept tasks that we consider uh, menial. They mm. are like beneath me. Why don't you give that task to so-and-so because they are less qualified. They've got nothing to do. When we think of something like sweep the floor, you're like, no, I'm too, I'm mm-hmm. too qualified for that. You can go give it to somebody else. But true humility means if the team needs to win and I have to sweep the floor, I will do that because I am willing to serve others. And then number four And this is a really practical one that you don't even need to involve anyone else in. Although it could be helpful to ask someone to help you to do this. And that is to review your actions against the language of pride. Now, pride and arrogance. There's also words like smugness, snobbery, vanity. These are unpleasant words. And it can sometimes be hard to avoid feeling a little proud of ourselves, right? Mm. Or vain or snobbish. And it's sometimes a pleasant feeling to feel like, hey, I've done so well. And, <laughs> you know, every you've done something well and people are praising you, that kind of thing. And we tend not to call these things out, yeah. especially in our own lives. We don't want to call these things out because these words carry like a negative connotation. You don't want anyone to tell you that, hey, you're being a snob right now. You do, yeah. You're being smug. You're being vain. But to actually cultivate humility, you can practice reviewing your feelings against these words. So you ask yourself, hey, was that snobbish? Yeah. Was I being vain then? And then you be honest with yourself really about recognizing and naming these feelings for what they actually are. 
That's really good, Robin. You know what? Pride is often boastful and loud. Mm. So before you even think of it, pride will come out in what you say. Yeah. And there's this language that we have, what we call in the language of pride. And it can come out with things like, I'm better than you. Yeah. I am the only one in, in the in the case of Elijah. I'm the only one left. Mm. Uh, no one does this better. If you want this done, you can only speak to me. Yeah. And when whenever you use those words, it's good to then quickly arrest yourself, check those words. And sometimes it's not even just the words. Sometimes it's the tone. Sometimes That's it's the huge. Yeah, non, non-verbal language. Yeah. You know, you, you go into somebody and your non-verbal language is saying, I'm better than you. Who are you to say this? But you're saying the right things. That's still wrong because pride can show up even in non-verbal communication. And I think especially if you're in a position like many of us are, especially in our team of leading people, this is something to watch out for really. (laughs) Like you need to be on your guard against this because it's so easy to speak to the people who you lead, even as you are communicating about them to other people and to have this language of pride. And that can be super detrimental, dysfunctional to a team when you as a leader don't guard against the language of pride. That's right, Robin. You know what? One of the things that we need to be very careful of is how we show up, especially to those who are beneath Mm -hmm. us. If you are leading anybody, be extra careful. Yeah, which brings us to the end of this conversation, Robin. This has been a really great conversation. And I really want to encourage our podcast listeners to check yourself against pride. Check yourself. Are you humble enough to make the ideal team player? And so again, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Just try and remove yourself from the equation a little bit more than what you normally do. And I promise you that you will actually start to see not just the work relationships, right, in your life change, but you'll start to see every single relationship positively impacted when you just make the habit of thinking of yourself a little bit less than what you normally do. And so tomorrow we're going to continue this conversation about the things that make an ideal team player. So don't miss that. As usual, we want to encourage you to share this with someone and until tomorrow let's keep growing